baby. <laughs> Hello, my darling. Hello, my rat. Yeah, my your hard drive is loud as fuck. Yeah, I gotta. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's probably because it's almost full. Mm. That's how that works, right? Sure. They, they, they get louder as they fill up because they're. It's like when you eat a lot of food, and you're like, oh, oh. <laughs> Possibly the best best explanation ever. <laughs> yeah, like, I am really smart. Yeah. You should go post that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's because it's like it's really full. Like after a big meal, everybody <laughs> fucking knows that. Your hard idiot. drive has a case of the meat sweats. <laughs> <laughs> Meat sweats in ages. Mm. I haven't had meat sweats in at least two days. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, and welcome to A Star to Steer by the Star Trek Podcast. Episode 66. Whoa. We will be covering the Arsenal of Freedom and Symbiosis. Two first season episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation. In the first episode. Well, first, before we do that, my name is Jake, and I'm joined today by... Chris. James. Caitlin. Very good. Eddie's. In the first episode, <laughs> the Arsenal Freedom! In this episode, very American episode, we go find the USS Drake Cake! Drake Cake? Drake Cake? Drake Cake! Drake's did make delectable cakes. Drake Jake. Drake Cake! Peter USS Drake! Peter Meets Rock! Peter Meets Rock! I can't keep up this voice! No, you're gonna blow your throat out. <laughs> or fart uncontrollably. You're gonna drop call an him O-ring. A, call him B. You're gonna blow out an O ring. <laughs> Suffice to say, you get the point. I'm a drill sergeant! Now <gasps> 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 drop and give me 50! Yes, drill sergeant! I'm not doing 50. Okay. <laughs> Alright, the sarge, the sarge had to step out for a wank. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, for a wank, is it? Going to go, oh gonna go fiddle and diddle, is it? Going to do a little tiddly billy. <laughs> Always side to side, never up and down. <laughs> it's uh. all in the wrist, Gov. <laughs> uh, well, we have fun. We do. Anywho, yes, In the, as he was saying, in that first episode, the Arsenal of Freedom... We come to a planet, and we're looking for the USS Drake, which we never find, by the way. But it vanished while it was surveying the planet Minos. Turns out there's the creepy guy who was the ghost in Ghost, but not the main ghost. Patrick Swayze? No, no, not Patrick. Patrick Swayze wasn't in the guy. Show. Wasn't it the same actor that's helped Patrick Swayze, taught, like he was the guy in the sub? In I, the, in the I gotta say, I've never seen Ghost. You've never seen Ghost? No. Anyway, I think it might be the same actor. He's got a very distinctive look. Yeah, like which a fucking act, bulldog. Character? What the fuck was with his teeth? The guy, the the guy that played the salesman okay. in this. In oh, Arsenal I was thinking of the other guy. Oh yeah, that guy was weird looking too. Yeah, no. Anyway, so we go. We're looking for the Drake, and this fucking Cretan shows up uh, on the view screen, and they're like, "There's nobody on the planet, but it's a projection." And he's like, "A salesman. He's trying to sell weapons." <laughs> it took like a a surprisingly long time. Her fucking Picard to realize it was a video. Oh, dumb Picard. Sorry, yeah. go on. Picard um, is very smart. So they do. They beam down some uh, an away team, and they do interestingly acknowledge the danger, which I thought was like they're like, yeah, it could be really fucked up down there. So but let's, let's do it anyway. Let's do it anyway. So needless to say, there is an autonomous weapon system that is active on the planet. Kicks their ass. Shockingly, nobody dies uh, on the Enterprise. The entire Drake crew is presumed dead. Crusher gets her leg crushered, <laughs> um, and have a little touching, touching moment with her and uh, Picard. Is Nurse Picard. Nurse Picard. Terrible bedside manner. Terrible. Meanwhile, the danger wasn't all on the planet. Up in space, they're also blowing shit up. Jordy's in charge. Jordy's in charge. Much to the chagrin of our favorite chief engineer, Argyle. No, it wasn't he? Logan. Logan. Chief Engineer Logan, who is uh, thinks he should be in charge. Yes, another Chief Engineer. <clears throat> and then Jordy's like, "Hey, Logan, stay away from my girl," meaning the ship. Yeah, it's an X Men reference. Okay, he's like, "Logan, run!" Ah. Yeah, 
which is actually what happened. He, he puts Logan on the uh, on the saucer section and says, "He's like Logan. Run flights away. will be delayed one hour today due to snow." Ah, I get it. He's like Logan. Stop being a little bitch. I'm in charge. Logan, Togan, Jogan, Joe Rogan. He had a stroke. News radio. I hope not, because Crusher would never know. She doesn't recognize the signs of stroke. That's true. So no, they uh, they they end up separating the ship. They fight off the monster or the the robot, but really they turn it off at the same time. So it really wasn't necessary. They get out of there. They save the day. Everyone's okay. And uh, we've added uh, Arsenal of Freedom Planet, the Minos, to the Do Not Fly list. Yeah. All right, next episode, a very special episode of Star Trek, The Next Generation, Symbiosis. I heard, I heard that Nancy Reagan creamed so hard when she watched this episode that they're still scrubbing the floors in the Lincoln bedroom. <laughs> I don't want to think about her dried up with JJ. <laughs> I don't want to think about the Lincoln bedroom. Mm. I actually, like on the way over, we were talking about this, me and Caitlin, and I was saying, fucking Nancy Reagan-ass episode. Yeah, this was some Nancy Reagan shit. This was a dude, <laughs> just say no, boys! Just say no! We go to uh, a planet. But we're watching the sun. Oh yeah, we're, we're watching, watching the sun. The sun. The we got a cool little thing that that is great for eclipses, where it blocks out just the... Yeah. An eclipse generator, so to speak. Yeah, I was like, don't look directly at it. You'll go blind. But it's a TV screen. Jordy's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Oh. rim shot. So we're watching the sun, and then we're like, they're like, oh, we're getting a distress call from a ship. So they go and check it out, and the idiots on the ship, and they're like. Yeah, what the fuck were they doing in the sun? They were just, they were, well, they were high. They were strung out, dude. They were really high. And they're like, can you fix your ship? They're like, I don't know how it works. Do you have any Cheetos? Yeah, help us. So they rescue four of the six inhabitants of the ship, as well as their precious cargo of drugs. Two of the crew of the ship we meet are uh, repeat offenders on Star Trek, both of whom were on Star Trek Episode Two: The Phantom Gourmet, <laughs> The Wrath of Can. We see uh, David Marcus. Marcus. Duchovny. David Duchovny. David Marcus makes a, his second and final appearance on as Star Trek. As a different character. As a different character. Not the same Merit character. Merritt Buttrick, I think his name Merit is. Merritt yes. Buttrick. And then some other guy as uh, who played Joaquin in, uh, or Joaquim. Joachim. Joachim. Joaquin was in the original episode. Joachim was in the movie. Oh, okay. Oh. I didn't realize they weren't meant to be the same person. Yeah. Oh. Different guy. Well, how interesting. Either way, he comes, same actor, and they're at odds with each other again. Because, you know, that's what you do. Oh, yeah, this time they share scenes. Yeah. I was hoping they'd be on the same team with each other, but they, no. they were not. I was hoping they'd touch dicks. Joachim. They could have. Um, is a uh, is a drug dealer. Uh, I mean, so the episode is set up like, oh, they're delivering medicine. They're working out a deal to, to deliver medicine. There's a plague on planet. There's a plague Fuck on planet. the planet. And, the, and the, everyone agrees that there's a plague. And then Crusher's like, I don't see no fucking plague here. There's no, nobody's sick. Everyone's fine. And then eventually she puts the, the, the dots together and realizes that they don't, they're not sick at all. They're just, ha- they're just, they need, it's a drug. They're addicted to this narcotic. She took Wesley's Connect the Dots book and said, oh, it's a rocket ship. <laughs> well, Wesley, <laughs> well, Wesley was, uh, was getting another important lesson <laughs> in uh, that fucking guy. scene. So, you know, of course, in the middle of this episode, which probably wouldn't have been a terrible, it probably would have been a pretty good episode, were it not for the scene dead in the middle, after they discover that it's drug, where Wesley and Tasha talk about drugs. But it, why would anyone do drugs, well, Tasha? Well, on my planet, if you're not getting gang raped by the weight gangs, you're going to get, you're going to need something to take the edge off. And that's basically what I'd like to think the minute they were done filming that scene, like, her fucking Wesley and Michael Dorn all just went off and did lines of blow. Oh, I'm sure. But yeah, no, I mean, Tasha explains to Wesley on how on her planet, which is we know is fucked up, shockingly, Rape Gang didn't come up. I was like... I was also a little bit surprised. like, really? An opportunity. <laughs> Anywho, she explains to Wesley that on her planet, people do drugs, it's a big problem, opioid ec- epidemic... Their attorney general decided to go after pot users instead of the opioid users, <laughs> and is a real douche. And uh, and allowed for the sale of legal opioids to get people addicted, so that uh, they would have to turn to illegal opioids and eventually die. That's right. I mean, basically, we live on Tasha's planet. 
think Tasha's just from the past. At least, thankfully, the rape gangs on our planet are still, uh, have to keep it on the DL and aren't just, like... Not everywhere. Yeah, look at Hollywood. Yowza. Mm. So, yeah, there's a stupid, weird PSA in the middle of this episode. So bad. And then and then the episode really turns into a uh, an, an essay on the Prime Directive, wherein... It's a new definition from every other definition we've ever learned of it, too. Yeah. And, it always and honestly, in this one, it kind of works, except you get to the point where Picard basically finds the loophole, but the loophole involves letting people suffer a lot. Mm. Um, on both sides. On both sides, as opposed to doing the thing that would have technically violated it, but would have ended up with the same result, but whatever. You know, malicious compliance for the rules. That's that's really what Star Trek's about. Mm-hmm. Um, when it's convenient. This was the final production appearance, in production order, of... Denise Crosby. Denise Crosby as Tasha Yar, as a reg- series regular. She does appear as Tasha Yar one more time. She waves goodbye. She does. She waves goodbye. On the you guys last... freeze the screen? Uh, no, I went back and checked it. Guys, yeah. stop spoiling future episodes. Now, anyway, so she, yeah, she does not, this is the last episode that she filmed. She will, of course, appear in additional episode of the show. Which but, we'll get to later. Which we'll get to next week. In another episode. But anyway, uh, so yeah, so those are the episodes. Uh, Arsenal of Freedom! See, when you started that voice, I thought maybe you were going for some sort of, like, Captain Lou Albano thing, because I'm sure... What At some that? point, he he was um, he was Mario on the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, and yeah. he was also a professional wrestler. And he was big in the '80s, so I'm sure he was involved F. in at least some, you know, just say no PSAs. And good personal friends with Cindy Lauper. Yes, hmm. to the extent they got they got her to rings guess. In the middle of the night, my father says, "What gonna live your life right? Oh, daddy, do you know you're still number one?" Girls, they wanna have fun. Oh, girls, we wanna have fun. How does Jake know so much of this song? Wanna have fun. Who doesn't? I wouldn't have known what he was saying. Wanna have. Okay, I think that's. The end of the solo. But yeah, she got it. He got her to guest on Mario Brothers. So I didn't like this episode very much. Tell us why, Caitlin. Because there was like 16 and a half hours of fucking Picard and Crusher, which just felt like a lot of filler. Stay like, awake. Stay awake, Crusher. I mean, Caitlin. Stay awake. <laughs> I did. Uh, shockingly. It is shocking. I know. And. I, I think that was, like, my big problem, actually, was just, like, their, like, 20 minutes of oh, interaction. Funny. Tell me about your grandmother and why you know about Roots. And, like, the little, like, you know... Oh, Boy, there's patient. lots of things I don't know about you, Bev. Like, your infinite boner for me. And she's like, lots of things. And I was just like... Mm. Which, I don't care how much you know about Roots. You're on an alien planet. Don't tell your captain to start mowing on plants you haven't scanned, you idiots. Yeah, start mowing on his route instead. <laughs> you're right? fucking, I'm sorry, Doc, but the needs of the many, your life isn't worth potentially killing the captain. Especially because you don't know what a stroke or a cold look like. Yeah. Just saying, what good are you? Um, I, I, I did like the, um, I don't know if this was like actually like her trying to get in there or not, but when she was like, your patient is going into shock. Don't suppose you have a blanket. You're going to want to keep her warm. And then he's like, all right, Crusher, I'm going to go now. <laughs> yeah, he's going to go buy you a blanket. Patrick Stewart just got fucking, or not Patrick Stewart. Um, Gates McFadden. Yeah, Gates McFadden just got fucking friend-zoned hard. Yeah. If that was a real thing. Oh, also, Jake, I did look him up. Um, His name, the, the salesman, mm. Vincent Schiavelli. I might was be mispronouncing that. He was, in fact, the subway ghost in Ghost. I knew it. And, and I suspected this, uh, he was also the organ grinder in Batman Returns. Hmm. And as I suspected, he's the poor man's Larry Fine. Was he in um, Was he in Last Action Hero as well? I don't know, but this says he was Dr. Kaufman in Tomorrow Never Dies, so that makes him our second Bond alum. Oh. Tomorrow Never Dies, Surrender. What, Jake, you're the only one that can randomly burst into No, I'm, I'm cool with that, no problem. But yeah, let's, I, let's watch Chris reading a Wikipedia article. It's very exciting. But yeah, that was my like biggest gripe was it just felt very fillery. Yeah, I like it's funny. Yeah. It's funny because Roddenberry specifically changed that cave scene because originally it was going to be the two of them flipped and Picard hurt himself and Doctor was doctoring it hard. Um, and <laughs> but she was. 
And she admitted her love for him, and there was some kind of like big scene about them admitting their feelings or something weird happened. And Rodner is like, "We can't have that happen. Cut that out." Beverly, are you sure this is it's strictly necessary? I have to keep your blood pressure up, Captain. It's very important. But 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 it will only last another second. Oh no! Near deity of my heart. Lay back. Think of England. Oh wait, you're French. I don't know <laughs> if you speak a dead language. I feel like that, I feel like either way, it's a creepy power dynamic, though. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, she's like, oh, Picard, you're all helpless. Did I mention I love you? He's like, uh, yes, Beverly, <laughs> I love you, too. Please don't kill me here in this cave. Your leg's broken, not your tongue. That's a face you could sit on. Oh. Another oh. sign of just the fact that Crusher is a bad doctor is that she waits for ages to go, oh, by the way, I'm also bleeding profusely from my leg. Should have mentioned that earlier. Sauce. I thought yeah, she you're had. Right, that was weird. I thought she had mentioned that, how much ble- she was bleeding and that they just never went past the arm wound. Yeah, I don't know. It was weird, though. It was like, you really are just the worst doctor in Starfleet. Well, she you? was in shock. Oh, okay. So let's just let's go roots back to the beginning. Leg. A very good place to start. No? No Sound of Music fans here? No. Go on. So, one thing from early on that, like, amused me to no end was Picard doing his little log entry. This heavily forested world. Meanwhile, they beam down into a clearing with, like, three potted plants in it. And really, throughout the rest of the episode, aside from one little bit they managed to make look kind of crowded with Was that the area where Riker was like, oh, I can't see through all the foliage. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But then they were immediately in another huge clearing. Like, this was some original series level bad set. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, you couldn't, like, just drive out to the woods and film the... Or just don't call it heavily forested in your exposition and I'd have been fine. Well, it makes sense that, like, because it was important that you couldn't see things very well and there were lots of like things to see cover behind yeah what yeah, holes in the middle of nowhere to fall inside of yeah this was one thing i did like on the planet surface when riker runs into his old buddy but it's actually a hologram when he's like yes <laughs> from the good ship lollipop <laughs> i was like yes good ship lollipop reference <laughs> i was like i'm from the lollipop it's a, it's good, a good ship. ship. <laughs> <laughs> I like giggled it's way more know. at that than I should have. That in all the information that is lost during World War Three, the filmography of Shirley Temple will somehow survive. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I actually liked the interaction with the fake yeah. Um, Bryce. Yeah, Bryce. Is yeah, Captain from, Rice. Like it, it made whose ship goes only warp three. He told us. Yeah, I. I Maybe it's one of those old rinky-dink Obreth class things, Mm. like the thing that couldn't even escape that other that drugs. Yeah, no, I made that. I made that note too, though. That seemed weird for any sort of major Starfleet vessel in the twenty fourth century. Yeah, you're only like a little bit faster than freighters. But I did like that. uh, I don't know. I like the interaction. I like how one thing that I did appreciate about the way this episode went, with the exception of it taking so long for Picard to realize that he was talking to a recording at the beginning, (laughs) which is just like an old man dealing with technology. Like, yeah, it's the equivalent of like my parents on Facebook. Press press one for menu option one. Uh, Yeah, I'd like to place an order for two tickets to Hamilton. Anyway, it's like a. Archer's mom falling for his voicemails every, every single time. time. Yeah. But yeah, so I, 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 other than that though, I did like the way that the whole episode was sort of like nobody felt particularly dumb. No one behaved stupid. It's true. It did take um, Picard a while to realize that right behind him there was a gigantic wall of screens that he hadn't noticed before. But I, I, gave, I gave a pass on that because A, he was preoccupied with Bev, with Bev trying to get it. Now, yeah, that's the thing. It was 10 meters. Now, 10 meters, because they data like said... 30 feet. Yeah, that's more than 30 feet, right? Because a, yeah, meter, is, like a meter is longer than... Or something? Yeah, a meter is longer than a yard, so that's quite a drop. Yeah, yeah. no, they should have died. Like, I can only guess... There's a lot of sand down there. Or, like, maybe there was some more of those roots. Thankfully, Picard had a nice soft Beverly to break his fall. Yeah, exactly. I'm just imagining it when they fell down there. Also, the, the way that she fell, the way oh, the God, the, like the double, whoa, was she like, whoa. She like, it's like the props person was like, listen, I don't want you to damage the props, so toss me the props <laughs> before you fall, and like she very obviously like throws the props and then falls into the pit. 
Well, speaking of uh, throwing, there was the scene where to get Tasha out of danger... Yes, uh, Blake Data, like, Spiner's threw her, double like a fucking javelin. But it. it's also obviously his double, because he's got the, like, bad Oh, I was, wa- I was watching uh, Tasha in this scene. Yeah, no, he's got the, like... I don't know what, how hard that is for them. Like, why is it so hard to just plaster down the double's hair enough? Because that's the only way you can tell it's the double, is the hair is too puffy. Well, I also think that in these at this time, they were not imagining that televisions would have the resolution... For that to make a big difference. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I mean, in the the late 80s, they were still... Yeah, but still, it was... In now, it's just like, that's the double. Yeah. I mean, there there are other times... We'll get to points in the future where, like, there'll be a fight, and it's like, oh, that's obviously not Patrick Stewart having that fight. I mean, that is a black woman. What is going on? (laughs) (laughs) That is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. (laughs) He he doesn't show up until Voyagers. No, I know. Is Dwayne Johnson on Voyager? Yes, he is. He's in an episode. Yeah, it's a guest spot. It's not a break. Oh, you've you've broken her tiny little mind. I'm so excited! Okay. Speaking of our our 30-something foot fall that Data is sturdy enough to jump down, and Tasha knows just how sturdy Data is. (laughs) Anatomically correct. I'm certain that in their 12 minutes between attacks by the drone, they they got it on into shrubs. There were a couple of moments in this episode. You know, it's like Data, I need you. It's like, hey, yes, you do. Mm-hmm. And there was another one where it's like, all right, just we'll do it just like before. Yeah, I, yeah, I made that. Yeah, I made that same joke. Like, just, just, I wish he'd stuck around so they could have explored innuendo much further with him. Aww. I wonder if Data's penis is prehensile. Yes. Meaning, can he grip things with it? Like, do you think, like, as he was falling, he, like, he could have uh. grabbed, reached out and grabbed a vine and done, like, a Tarzan oh. swing? <laughs> but, so, yeah, I'm sorry, but when he was say, suggesting, and I suppose possible, that their fall was partly broken by perhaps thicker roots that they had <laughs> yeah. torn down in their plummet. Or at least Picard managed to have his fall broken yeah, by, by all the roots yeah. somehow. Do you think he hurt his root? I don't know. I mean, he was fine. That was, though, like, not only did she fling her props and then like double whoa and then Picard like right there whoa it's like I'm sorry is this a Warner Brothers cartoon what just happened yeah the choreography of the fall was kind of terrible they only had the budget to do it once also like the explanation of oh we're now in a hole and our communicators don't work anymore I mean the other people's communicators didn't work either yeah the impression was that what the explanation was they were all being jammed oh because even the people on the surface couldn't reach the Enterprise. Who else wanted to be jammed? Tasha? <laughs> Beverly? Everyone? Yeah. Jordy, probably? Yeah, hologram captain guy? Rice? Hey, Riker. Yeah, that was, you mentioned this in the intro, but it's, they sort of implied that the ultimate fate of the Drake would get expounded upon, but ultimately it wasn't. I mean, it's presumed destroyed. Right, but they had this little line about how, like, you know, when the hologram is like, oh, the max warp of my ship is three, and they're like, oh, is. So it's, it's still somewhere... And yeah, obviously you can just imply, oh yeah, no, it just didn't make it. But it seemed like they were trying to set up a thread that got dropped and they forgot to fix the script. Mm. Yeah, if they spent a little less time on the grandma, you know, Beverly's grandma. Grandma's munching on roots. Yeah, they could have spent a little more time. Because there were interesting things about the planet, you know, I did like the hologram salesman. Yeah. Yeah, he was kind of cool. And like, I, I liked his his um, prerogative that he has to show you the device until you buy it. Yeah, yeah. What if Picard was like, "All right, no sale. I I don't want it." They would have killed everybody, including Picard. That's terrible. That's terrible policy. Maybe that's actually why the species was wiped out. They had a customer who was like, "You know what? I'm good." And they were like, "Oh shit, we didn't plan on this." So what happens when the bill comes for that? <laughs> <laughs> It's like the end of Home Alone. Picard, you spent 80 billion space bucks on a weapon system! <laughs> <laughs> space bucks, that's right. Yeah, I was going to go with Quatloos, but space uh, bucks is cool I wasn't too. clever quick enough that's for it. Cool. Space bucks. Thank you, Jake. The overall concept, though, is certainly, you know, it's a good one. The idea of this automated sales pitch weapon system run amok. Yeah, I mean, it's not completely original in no. the science fiction sense. But it it's reminded a, me a little of the TOS episode with, I think the woman thing's name was Larissa or something. Oh, The um, one that came out and was like, I'm for you, Kirk, and had to kill Kirk. Yeah, what was that one? 
The Last Outpost, maybe? No, no that's just a TNG, TNG episode. By another one you mean. Yeah. yeah. It made me think of The Incredibles. Made me think of The Terminator. Wow, we're all thinking of things. Wait, Good job, everyone. Why and why each Would you like to go first, Jake? Well, The Terminator is about machines that take over the world and kill humanity. Sure, but I guess with these ones, they're not really actively doing anything no, except when they true. think a sales pitch is happening. It's true, but I guess that depends on what you think the motivation of the machines in The Terminator are. That's fair. They might just be carrying out their programming, mm. which is kill all humans. Yeah. I thought of The Incredibles because when Mr. Incredible first goes to the island, he fights that robot thing and then it, oh, it right. like He's... learns, it keeps oh. learning from him and like readjusting its fight plan. That's, so that's right. That's where I was at. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. It's a good connection. So speaking of comic books, Chief Engineer Logan. Ha. Could that asshole have overacted more? He had the deadest fucking shark eyes I've ever seen on an actor. But then he really overdid his lines. It was weird. Yeah. yeah, they should have got Argyle. They should have. I just think Shatner School Mc, I'd, 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 I'd go for McDougal right Actually, now. Actually, this would have been like a good McDougal. That would have been a good part for McDougal to play. Mm. Is that the lady? Yeah. She was, yeah, she was the chief engineer in uh, Make, it now. Make It Now. Yeah, I guess it, trying to picture Argyle attempting to like pull rank is just fucking laughable. <laughs> okay, that, that is funny. You know, I, he's like, McDougal I, would do it. I, I outrank you, Jordy. <laughs> That's cute. And then he tugs on his beard for some reason. Ugh. Yeah, Troy. Troy was again pretty useless. No, oh no. What the fuck was that scene? <laughs> Everyone's also, feeling uncomfortable, and especially also, me. Why was she picking on Solus? Okay, so I thought for sure, like definitely, she comes in all creepy, and Jordy's like, oh, I have all these, all these fucking anxieties, yeah. and, and she's like, yeah, that's totes normal. And then she's like, oh, but that's soulless. I thought for sure she'd be like, fucking Logan is up to some shit. You better watch up for him. Because I thought for sure that Logan was going to pull some shit. Yeah, usually it is her job to point out the painfully fucking obvious. Like, but there's, she, there's a lot of tension on the ship. Although, you know what? <laughs> you got to figure, though, she must have been so excited because he went like, all right, what do I do? Like, in her head, she was like, someone actually wants my advice! Someone noticed I'm in the room! She went to her fucking, like, when all the crisis over, she went and wrote, you know, dear fucking diary, someone cared what I had to say! Smiley face! Dear fucking diary. Dear. Next time I write in a diary, I'm gonna start it with dear fucking diary. Today also, was good. I just love the idea. I think I mentioned this before, like, you know, in the past, Picard has just left people in his office willy-nilly. And now it seems like even if you're just temporarily in charge, you can just use his office as you see fit. I mean, it's the ready room. It's kind of... You can where you get ready. Yeah. Oh. But it's really just mostly Picard's office. It's it's weird. So, yeah, so just glancing at my notes. Before we move on to the next one, there was one thing that bothered me, where at the end, I liked Jordy's idea. His inspirational like, speech to the, to the crew? Not that. That was dumb. But when you're know, like, let's go into the atmosphere... Even if it's cloaked, mm-hmm. it'll leave some sort of wake. Yeah. But then they're acting like the ship's like, oh, it's hull's getting hot. It's like, you you can't go through atmosphere in a modern starship without trouble? That well, seems weird. Well, it depends on the planet, what the atmosphere is made of, how hot that planet is, well, how also, close to the sun they are, they, probably, well, speaking right? Speaking of sun, though, I mean, weren't they, in Naked, in Naked Now, weren't they also, like, really dangerously close to a sun? The Naked Time. No, they were close to a planet collapsing in the naked oh, time. Oh, you're right. Naked there was now, a sun Naked one. now. It yeah, was it was a sun. sun. Oh, all right. All right so well, then, actually, I mean, tomorrow was yesterday. The original Enterprise went through an atmosphere, and it was fine. Yeah. This is a hundred years later. They just don't make later. them like they used to, Chris. But yeah. I mean, it, it just seemed weird that it's like, and I think in future, not the far future, we'll have times where they go through atmospheres, and it's like, yeah, no big. Was I mean, there, was there, were their shields depleted because of the attack of the Maybe. I, that's possible, well, also, I guess. I mean, don't our rockets go through atmospheres? I mean, the, Maybe their the, atmosphere the space, is extra thick. The space thick. shuttle, the space shuttle has <laughs> to launch, has to go through atmosphere, and it's fine most of the time. Yeah, well, I mean, it has to go a very specific way, so the heat shield is. Yeah. But I'd like to think that by the twenty fourth century, it'll be much more matter of fact. True. The sh- I mean, apparently the ships are made of tritanium or something. It's like well, nothing tri- can melt tritanium except for that big fucking gun they found. Yeah. Well, you know what they say: if at first you don't succeed. Try tritanium. <laughs> 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 thank you for, thank you for the pity laugh. I like it. Uh, 
God. Sorry, Ames, I'll go. Um, but yeah, I agree. Wow. I think that, that yeah, the, it I'll was... I'll listen to you. The, the <laughs> we're burning up was a little uh, bit of a contrivance. I felt I felt pretty happy for Jordy getting like the verbal pound the back for his good work until I remembered what a fucking creep he is. <laughs> he is a bit of a creep. Spoilers. That was, I, I didn't think that was kind of funny though. I expected one piece as it was given to you, or whatever the fuck he said. Oh, you yeah, want it in the cute. original condition? Should I hose it down? Yeah, you should hose it down. <laughs> Picard's like, did you use the ready room? Uh, oh. I did, as a matter of fact. I will. I'll call. <laughs> Don't worry, I already I already put on the fucking oven self-cleaning <laughs> mode in there. It's all good. Blue open the hatch, sucked everything Blew out. Blew something out. Sorry about your right. fish. He sucked something out all right. <laughs> One final oh. thing before we move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the on the planet, Riker gets stuck in a force field for a while. Oh, God, and he has to... Yeah, he sure moves a lot for a guy who's not supposed to be able to move. <laughs> <laughs> no, my joke was, you know, so Data is booping his buttons to try to let, to let him out. And he says, oh, this may this may take some time, sir. Because there's only two fucking buttons I have to boop and I have to do them like a hundred times to get to the next fucking menu screen. Yeah, that was actually the, the one where he figured it out was just the fourth one. It was just... Mm. Well, it's like I had an MP3 player once that was like... The, my first MP3 player had... Like a screen on it, yeah. It, but it was not like an iP- iPad or a Zune or anything like that. It was just an it was like Sandisk or something. Yeah, and it had I think two or three buttons to navigate all of the menus. Mm. And it was like that. That's my mini disc player was like that. Yeah. Can you believe I had a mini disc player? That's pretty cool. I I liked the mini discs. I thought it was a cool format. I liked it because I was always like. The queen of the mix CD, like mm. when writable CDs were all we had. Yeah. Mini disc, I could fit like 80 motherfuckers on there. So I would just be like, I had two discs and I would rewrite a new mix every you know week. You know, and you... I would be happier than a pig in shit. So I'd say the the connecting tissue between these episodes Riker isn't getting, Riker getting trapped by things. I was gonna say, isn't shady salesman? It's Riker making stupid faces because <laughs> mm. when when David zaps him, he's all just like. I can't even, the face he made was astounding. Oh, yeah. The zapping, too. Because, like, that Why was... was the zapping It was thing? an aborted plot point, obviously. Because of the sun? Question like, we're gonna Why did they... And, and fucking what? Yar and who? Worf? No, Yar and somebody were having a long conversation, like... Picard. Oh, man. How would we... What, hap- what happens if they weapon. use this against us? That would really make us boned, wouldn't it? Well, let's continue on with our day. If they use it against us, we'll just ask them to stop. That's the answer. That's why they were like, holy shit, the sun is unusual, because then they were like, oh, maybe their powers are because of the sun. So They've never I seen the fucking sun now. before? They've been studying solar flares for fucking ever. What the hell were they looking at on this fucking sun? I have this one friend. I have this Magic one friend sun? who I worked with in high school at a supermarket. And every time there's going to be solar flares, he sends up a not solar flare on Facebook about, our technology's going to be destroyed! Every time. And I tease him mercilessly every time. And I wish he was a fucking listener. Because I thought of him so much during this episode. I was like, oh no, it's the solar flares. They're fucking everything up with their magnetic fields. Although, the one fucking time an overloading console doesn't explode is when it's the one Wesley's using. Man! Captain, I think my console's overloading. It's like normally people don't have time to say that. Normally... Console starts to overload. Step two is, and the red shirt is dead. Yeah, not gonna get rid of him that easily. No. So I really liked this episode. Why? Oh man, I just loved it. Did you? Aside from yeah, it was uh, another one that I found really heavy-handed. It, it is, was. No, and it totally it is heavy-handed. Yeah, even but, even removing the fucking Yar speech to Wesley, which uh, every fucking cast member and crew member on the show were yelling to cut this fucking scene, and Maurice Hurley would not cut this scene because he used to work Hurley. on Miami Vice. <laughs> he wouldn't stop masturbating long enough. To was he? He probably couldn't scene. stop sexually harassing the female actors on the yeah. show. Like that, Humans. I like the episode but that scene was like yeah I already picked up on this theme I, I get it's the late 80s I get every other fucking show in existence is doing a very special drug episode because if not Nancy Reagan's gonna send in her stormtroopers to fucking murder you to death Wow. But stop. Oh, fuck Nancy Reagan. Murder your to death. Piece of shit husband. That's a good song. Um, Isn't there also a movie called Murder by Death? There's That's a the band. Columbo There's a one. band called Murder by Death. There's also a movie yeah. ah. and it's got like Peter Falk and like David Niven, 
Maggie Smith. Maggie Smith. I was going to say, Dame Maggie Smith is his No, wife. I think she just looks like her, but isn't oh. actually her. Damn, Maggie Smith. Anyway. You yeah, but Good movie. I liked this, but I... So, I think I liked this episode a lot because I felt really clever because I caught on to it really early on that yeah. this was obviously drugs. But, like, I kind of liked... Well, there used to be a plague and they fought it, but they just keep, like, just abusing their power even, they, even though they know yeah. it's bullshit. And I did sort of like... Picard being like, we're just going to leave them to their devices now. But as a side note, I was also horrified by it because I don't know if you know this, but certain addicts, definitely alcoholics, if they're like super, 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 super heavily relying on alcohol, if you just cut them off cold turkey, they can literally like have a heart attack and die because their body's relying on it so heavily. Yeah, and the fucking Breckians were making more and more like condensed dosages or some shit. Yeah, and I, yeah, so... Uh, I just feel like yeah, he was trying to... Their is going to suck if not kill them. Yeah, that was that was my big thing, was mm. like, okay, but you could have had Beverly whip up some methadone and these people would maybe be able to get through it, but well, instead but, you yeah. were like, fuck you, get out. On the plus side, those two drug dealers are stuck on the planet with them and might get murdered during everyone's, like, thralls of... of Their of, backs will be the first up against the wall. Fucking Akeem. great. Yeah, see you in hell. You and your shitty little wife. Well, you know, I, I, I agree. I, 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 liked, I liked the episode... For the most part, I did not care for the heavy handed yeah, fuck that scene. stuff. But the concept is sound; like it's yeah. a cool sci-fi concept. Oh yeah, the um, the getting them codependent on each other, like the fact that the Breckians don't have any other industry right. well, than making what's the drug called? It's gone in my notes. Drugs. Uh, Felicium. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, exactly. It's their only industry, so it's like there is an actual moral quandary here for the crew of the Enterprise. It's like, well, one way or the other, we're fucking somebody over. Oh, see, now, I, I am probably just a bad person, but my thought was like, good, let them burn. Let their whole society, which is probably funded entirely by these drugs and velvet tiger paintings no, they, or whatever. No, they literally are. Flames. They literally said, they just give us everything we need. Yeah. So, so And they're obviously dressed way better and way cleaner yeah. looking than, yep. the, than the other people. Well, yeah. it's because the other people are junkies, you yeah, understand. They're, they're basically not even human. Yeah, but they're somehow, even, even with their their reliance on the drug, like their industries obviously still work because they're able to pay the, the Breckians their stuff. Although they haven't made much advancement in 200 years. Well, yeah, that's, that's like the most unrealistic part. If these people are all fucking taking 72-hour long drug trips they're not fucking getting anything done well, well that also seemed like it was like I, I thought it was interesting how they when they oh yeah 200 years ago the drug addict addicted civilization was more the way ordinarians. more the Anarians were way more advanced than the Breckians like they had space travel and the Breckians didn't and all this other stuff so it was interesting how their civilization basically arrested just like stayed the same for 200 years yeah well because they're all high now yeah 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 and the Breckians don't advance because yeah. they got everything they they're want dum-dums they're just dum-dums <laughs> Picard is real judgy shit huh yeah it's like what none of you are actually just sitting there being like oh god they're all so stupid it's like fuck yeah, you yeah but you pal. would think there would be somebody on the ship that would know how to like fix the ship yeah but I mean like all the weird shit you've encountered you can't imagine maybe there's some I mean we find out what it is but how many times in these fucking shows something happened where, like, everyone's gone space crazy or something, or everyone's... Exactly twice, and they were terrible. I'm just saying, like... The second one was Yeah, terrible. if you asked Picard to go fix a thing in engineering, Picard would be like, that's not a thing I know, and Jordy's not here. Uh... Yeah. Who's our guy? Yeah. Who's, who's our chief engineer of the week? Well, also, like, <laughs> Starfleet officers are trained in many ways yeah. too so I feel like in many techniques like, well he can probably yeah. you know do the equivalent of fixing a flat tire or changing the oil I don't know I mean Picard there's see, we'll see times in the future when like you know Picard has to do all kinds of crazy technical shit like, hook up the Enterprise to Rudolph and go like the only person I really wouldn't trust to, to work on the ship is Troy Troy <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell how the ship feels why won't you tell me what's wrong I mean there there is a running joke which we won't understand for a while but that every time they they give Troy the keys to the Enterprise she crashes it fucking women drivers am I right it's okay because it's like Marina Sirtis is the one that made that joke so Huh. Oh, well. Well, that's because she's funny. She's got a sense she of humor. Funny. Does she have female friends? I don't know. Nope. No. True. Reinsert is actually, as much as I shit on her character, she's actually really great at uh, interviews. And... Yeah, no, she seems cool. Yeah. <laughs> her character's useless. That's not a reflection oh, yeah. on her. One of my notes. One of my first notes. 
Thank God an empath was there to tell them tension is yeah, rising. Tension on the ship. <laughs> thanks, thanks, lady. Yeah, but like flying, kind of close to a sun, is not by any means the like biggest thing they've gone through lately. So I kind of felt like. Well, yeah, but she said this after like panels started being weird and lights were oh yeah flickering. Yeah, like, it was getting crazy up in here. Yeah. Plus, he'd already made his like totally calming speech about how things could go really bad. <laughs> Good job, Picard. <laughs> He's on the intercom talking about, like, you know, things are dangerous, but we're getting some amazing views. And it's just like, I want to add on, too bad half you plebs can't see it. Good Aww. to be bridge crew, dicks. Here's a question. Here's a question. So the the sh- the freighter beams over their cargo first. Yeah. Why does no one on the Enterprise think this is a bad thing? Maybe. Like, if... I thought it was a bomb, or like, thinking, or like the six crew members. My, my were... first, my first intuition would be beam over your people, and they beam over a box of who the fuck knows what is shit. They're here to kill us. Beam it mm. into space. Yeah. Also, like, but at the same time, they were obviously dum dums. Like that. That, was, that could that have been could a facade. A, that could be a ploy. It could be, but and we in thought, fact, we thought Paul Rice was legit. Could, this and... could have been a Samaritan snare. Mm. Is that a future episode? That or is a future okay. episode. Yeah. Seriously though, Klingons, take notes. You know, you ever want to fuck with the uh, fuck with fuck with Starfleet? Just act like an idiot. Do we have Klingons listening to our show? This is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize we had a big one, yeah, following. One I know of. Where do Klingons live? Kronos. Yeah, I didn't know we had a big following in Kronos. I mean, presumably they have a whole empire, so lots of places. But originally Kronos, yeah. not Praxis. No, no, not Praxis. Um, but they're not called. So it's not the planet's not Klingon. No. At one point, I think Core somebody calls it Kling. Kling yeah. Oh no! It was last week. One of the uh, Klingons in Heart of Glory called it Kling. It is possible to also happen in the original series. Yeah, I just remember a Klingon calling it Ah, Kling, <laughs> Clang. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like the, what was what were some of the old series like Vulcanian? Yeah, was, that's that fucking racist. Okay, Kling. Um... The Ferengi will remain for, to have been from Ferenginar, though. Ferenginar. That will be their home world. It's <laughs> the greatest thing ever. Sorry, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah, anyway, back to this episode. Yes. I do, um, I think I'm with you, Caitlin. I mean, I did overall like the episode. Having said that. You did say that. Uh, <laughs> Picard's twisting acrobatics to abdicate responsibility for these people mm. was, a, was a master stroke of being a dick. <laughs> yeah. Because like, so his whole, so his whole thing, so Beverly's like, Jean-Luc, I'm not wet for you anymore, obviously. Not like, not like last Not like last week, because you're being a real cockbag. No, next time they get together, it is going to be pure hate fucking. Yeah. I, I'd, but like, I'd because like, he's like, Same. seriously, like, this is the time when you're pulling the, well, we can't get involved in the you know, internal politics of aliens, because it could, and like his explanation is sound. Like, Even though the first, the first second we meet them, we're like, we're like, yeah, we'll beam you aboard and give you some free toys. Yeah, exactly. It was all fine and dandy to give them the 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 parts to fix their ships until yeah. he's like, well, actually, no, I just want to fuck him over. Was it a macro macro electric magnetic some kind of magnetic coil? coil. Yeah, some was kind a of coil. magnet thing? But yeah, so the thing that he says in the turbo lift to crush her. Makes sense. Like every time a more advanced civilization has interfered in a less advanced civilization, it has gone badly for the less advanced civilization. That I would dispute. Things were pretty sweet on Peace of the Action World. That's true. <laughs> like, yeah, Nazi planet? Not great. I don't know. Ox- Pe- Oxpix was, was uh, planning on taking over things, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty sweet as long as you're not up against Oxmix. I'm just saying. Oxmix, who's to say Oxmix wouldn't have been a great leader? Yeah. Or that his coup heard, would have succeeded. I heard he's very smart, has real genius, a real, real, a real stable, stable genius. genius. Yeah. We're basically led by Oxmix, aren't we? We have President Oxmix. Oxmix. Yeah, I was gonna say no. I would rather be led by fucking Oxmix, frankly. Mm. Trump plays pool better. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say Trump probably doesn't even know as many rules as he does about pool. No, that's, that's true. true. But anywho, so I thought I thought Picard's point was was well made. Yeah. That said, he should have just fucking told them. You're not addicted to yeah, drugs. And he should yeah. have let what, Beverly what is the, give what is them the, some medicine. What's the issue with, issue with telling them a thing that the other side was very open about? Yeah. I it, don't see that problem. There's just not a lot of empathy here. Like, his, like Well, we've said where's, before. Where's Troy? Yeah, Picard Troy. is the anti-empath. Yeah, but like, anti-empath. 
But yeah, <laughs> it's a weird hill to die on. Yeah. Uh, well, it's like I said. Sorry, you first. No, you're, you're, I'm going on. Well, it's like I said to you in the car. Was, you know, you get to bend the Prime Directive only so many times a year before Starfleet starts to get annoyed. And he already used his up. You know, especially with fucking Will that time. So really, it's Bev's own fault. Mm. Well, and uh, Will? And especially after the... Not Will. Um, Wesley? Wesley. Will's his real name. Uh-huh. And especially after that special task force sent to see if he was, you know, good enough to be mm. the commandant, which, why the fuck is it a commandant? Mm. I um, think that's really what the head of like West Point is called. Well, all I can think of is Commandant Clink. <laughs> and I will say this, I think Patrick Stewart would look magnificent with a monocle. Of course. He would. Oh, he would. would. Riker! <laughs> <laughs> Missed. All right, sorry. And Riker look good in that silly helmet. And mm. with all that five o'clock shadow. Yeah. So I do think that... Um, oh, you meant Schultz. I was thinking of Bob Crane. Sorry, go on. Anyway, Picard. Picard did one good thing this episode that I that I made specific note of. What's that? When he wanted to... When the, the leader on planet Orin, Ornara, or, or wherever the fuck, was on the view screen talking about what, whatever the fuck. The card's like, oh, bring me the Ornorans. No, wait. I don't want them on the bridge. I'll go to them. And I said, kudos to you, Picard. Don't let them run loose all over the fucking ship. For once. I would like to recommend that for the duration of discussing this episode, we refer to him as Dick Card. Ooh, Dick Hard. No, that was last episode. No, wait. Um, it wasn't. Yeah, so basically the the, 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 the the crux of the problem here is that he has information. There's there's people that have been that are being systematically victimized by another group of people for the last two hundred years. Yeah. Hmm. And Picard has already agreed to help the people by giving them technology. Yeah. But now suddenly when at stake is not Momar ships are broken. Like, when the stake was, our ships are broken, the answer was, oh, yeah, here's some technology to fix your ships. Now when it's, we're being victimized by another civilization, and we're getting addicted to drugs, and we're probably going to die eventually, the answer is, oh, no, can't interfere. Can't interfere. In fact, we're not giving you the technology This either. is too complicated. Because I'm we leaving. want you to suffer. Well, I'm if, leaving. Jordy's in charge. If I, if I could give the pedantic bureaucratic asshole explanation mm-hmm. of at least why he was willing to give the tech at first is because it was equivalent to something they already had. And because it was life or death. Right? Um, no? No, because he care. was getting... They already had two two ex, two additional coils ready to go for their other ships. Yeah. But I think, broken. again, if, if I had to, you know, use his excuse that he would have given to Starfleet had he turned them over, is it would have been like, oh, they already had that tech. We were just giving them more... So he had no excuse to deny... No, that is true. ...doing it later. The no, only that reason is super true. doing it later is because what he wanted to do is he wanted he wanted to get the them off the drugs. Like yep. that he, he had, that was part of his goal. And he was trying to do it in the bounds of the rules. He just didn't want to take Crusher's advice because she's a woman. Me. Can I <laughs> ask a question that I really want you to cut if it's a stupid question? So... Could this episode be, like, an allegory for the way, like, white people ignore the suffering of black people? In what way? I don't know if it, would, I don't know if it was intentional, but 200 sure. years of exploitation and, like, the well, who, hesitation so- to fix the problem and the fact that black people are incarcerated for drug use, like, in huge numbers compared to, like, white people and... I don't know. I'm just asking. Well, is I it possible? Think, I, I think there's... I, well, so here's an interesting thing. Right? I don't know so if I give Maurice Hurley that much credit to think yeah, of that. But go on, Jake. But I was going to say, I, I think there might be something there. I don't know if it's strictly white and black, but I do think it's... Rich and poor. Economic. Or, yeah. Because mm-hmm. you do... So you have the two You have the two planets, one of them that's addicted to the drugs and is poor, and one that is supplying the drugs and is rich. Mm. And then you have... So... And that could be, like... You could you could draw a parallel there to like a South American like a Colombia right where you have these ultra rich elite drug producers drug lords, yeah you know Pablo Escobar types and then you have like the absolute worst poverty some caste system shit yeah and and, and they're being you know the the rich folks are funded you know 
all the real work to keep society going is done by the poor folks. Right. They make everything. They support everything. Yeah. And the, and then, and you also have a situation like in Colombia when Pablo Escobar, a brutal fucking piece of shit human being, was largely regarded as a hero to buy poor people because he was philanthropic. He would yeah. give money away. Like people, like they, it was not. Like he built this image, this cult of personality that that a lot of you know the, the common people thought he was just swell that he provided. You know, he oh you know can't trust the government, but we can trust Pablo. And then you have what in reality the opposite is true because mm. you know this system that he's building is keeping them in poverty, which is exactly what you have here, where you have the poor planet. Who is like no? We these guys, you know, they're they're great, you know. And then you even have them doing shit like they're you know, keeping we'll, us from dying. We'll give you this shipment for free. Yeah. That's how wonderful we are. We'll give it to you for free. So that's the kind of the parallel that I saw. But then the question is, where does that put Picard in this situation? Because that's like America funding coups in South exactly America. It's exactly what it is. Ooh. It paints it paint exactly that's that's because I was thinking like where does this fall in like the timeline of like Noriega or the Contras and you're you're like, very smart, Jake. Like, you should go on that on that Reddit thread. I am very smart. Now the so like geopolitically, this paints Picard Starfleet yeah Starfleet in the position of the benevolent outside force that is keeping the status quo yeah while on one hand preaching just say no yeah uh, while also like Wesley. we have to maintain this this system or like the you know i go back to like the contras and yeah. you know that whole fucking thing which probably i don't i again i don't know the full timeline on that but it i had mean to be the around thing this is time. you're safe either way because america has been Fucking with South American politics since like the fifties or sixties. Before, I mean, you have the Banana Republics before that. True, true. That's a good point. So even longer, yes. But as far as like specifically funding like Contras and things like that, we were so afraid of the communists getting a foothold in South America that we broke a lot of South American governments very badly. Absolutely. So like, but it's interesting that if that was the parallel they were going for, which I I can see it certainly. Yeah, it, it seems to like connect very well like it's it really it's an indict it's, a, it's an indictment of the federation and it's an indictment of american policy yeah which yeah, i it's doubt it's pretty damning which i yeah. doubt was their intention but i'm glad that's what it looks like yeah cool i'm glad i asked this question i think, I think, very, good, I think they would intend that look for, like without too much uh Oh, I skips and jumps. Well, I would think I would think that maybe of later seasons or series. But you know, we're talking about Maurice Hurley, who, from what little I know about him, he seems like a dipshit. Mm. He was. I also didn't check if he was like the chief writer on this episode. Oh, I just knew. I just knew that he. I just knew that he wanted that just say no scene because of his work on Miami Vice. He was basically the showrunner at this time. Yeah. Mm. So he 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 had the say to put it in. I don't know if he did the script. Because I didn't write it down. Yeah, and it sounded like there's a good documentary on Netflix that we watched. Uh, uh, what was it? I don't remember what it was called. It was hosted by Shatner. I forget what, I forget what it was called, too. It we was, should be watching. Yeah. Ten Forward. So it's on Netflix. It Search for Netflix. Star Trek and you'll probably find it. Is yeah. it about, like, social called, themes and... No, it was literally it was literally a making of TNG. TNG. Oh, like it was oh like, isn't it like Madness on the Bridge or something? Chaos on the Chaos Bridge. On the bridge. The I've seen that listed. And it's like basically like... Is that like Panic at the Disco or... Kinda. Yes, same thing. It's fine. I mean, it's not great, but it does have some interesting interviews and like... The art bit got weird to me. The, yeah, they did this weird like comic book motif and like made like this weird like poker game gambling... Fizbin? Fizbin. Yeah, Fizbin. Two quatloos. Um... There was this weird artwork involved, but anyway, it was it was interesting anyway because people really did kind of let loose about like yeah, Mar- Maurice Hurley was kind of a shit. Yeah, Denise Crosby <laughs> told some stories. Yeah. Oh shit! Was he the one that drove her out that they got rid of and then she came back? She no, she's the one that drove off. Um, 
Gates McFadden. Yeah, so suppose, that's what I meant. Suppose, Who are you talking yeah. about? You're talking about Tasha Yar. Yeah, Tasha Yar. I was thinking of And Beverly. as Jake mentioned, this was the last filmed episode um, Tasha Yar was in because she left because she wanted to kind of like look at more into movies and she thought her character was becoming lesser and lesser and getting the Uhura treatment. Well, honestly, that because they were giving I, all the fucking lines to Wesley. I mean, this might be more fitting for next week's episode, but I'm going to bring it up now since we're talking about it. But like Tasha Yar, because I was actually thinking about it while we were watching this episode. I I know that they didn't want to have a chief engineer. Yeah, like that was the. They, that's why we don't have a state chief engineer at this point, because they didn't want to have a repeat of the original series. But honestly, why not? I don't know. Scotty was awesome. Everyone yeah. loved Scotty. Yep. Um, Except Kirk. But like, really, they didn't know what they wanted to do with Tasha, and yeah. like, and because well, actually, probably they didn't know what they wanted to do with Worf. Because mm. Worf is at this point in, in they Star knew they Trek, wanted to cling on. They knew they wanted to cling on, and it only makes sense for him to be like a tactician, security kind yeah. of guy, tough guy. And like to have him be subordinate to Tasha is interesting, and it would be more interesting if there was conflict there. But yeah. of course, at this point, you have the everyone's friends. You have the directive from on high that there can't be no conflict. But it would be interesting, like if. You had the you know the the type of relationship Jordy and Logan had yeah. show up from time to time with Tasha and Worf. That would have made those characters more interesting. But I think at this point you have Tasha, who's not very interesting of a character. I mean, they've touched somewhat on her. She banged Data. She banged Data. That gives that yeah. gives a lot of points. Because that makes her the most interesting character on the mm-hmm. show, aside from Data. <laughs> um, like honestly, she's probably the most the one that they've explored the most. Certainly, the one Data's past. explored the most. Hey, oh! But having, uh, but right now, I feel like her and Worf are really redundant in the show. And yeah, honestly, if you have to pick one, you're going to pick Worf, and that's what they did. Yeah, I feel like she was cool in this episode, though. She was. She was all like take chargey and like being cool a and she smart, the school mom. tactical, whatever. Yeah, it yeah. was too bad. GI I... Joe. Oh no! I'm sorry. I'm ta- thinking. God damn it again. I was thinking of the last episode oh, when they were on the oh, planet. I thought she was fucking baller on that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. That's what I meant. My bad. Yeah, no. The drug speech was stupid, but that's yeah, not her fault. She didn't write it. No. Yeah. Uh, this was also the last episode of Merit, Merit Buttrick because uh, he died of AIDS less than a year, less than a year later. And mm. I guess uh, what I heard is they specifically gave him the role in this episode uh, so that he'd get some money because he couldn't afford health insurance. Hmm. God, and they felt bad for him. Really fucking depressing. And he did yeah. a really fantastic yeah, he did a job, great job. That character. He was, you know, he was really good. Like I, like I was, I really liked his dum dum bit. Yeah, that was yeah, great. It was funny. But then when he also had to be like tortured, he was yeah really good. And I'm sure, sadly, a lot of that was drawing from the fact that he knew he was dying. Yeah, hmm. yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it is a shame. So could this also have been a fuck you to the Reagans? I, it, that's that's another thing that I was thinking about, inter- and in yet another indictment of the United States U.S. policy is a parallel. You know, in terms of the ignoring the plight of people suffering, yeah. you have AIDS, AIDS victims. You have an AIDS victim in the cast. Yeah. Um, Damn. So there's also so there's potentially a lot of unexplored depth in this episode. We have no idea if it was intentional. No. but We can certainly read into it. Yeah, and I am I am always always about. Fucking over the Reagans. Fuck the Reagans. Yeah. Fuck both of them. Ron was a shit. His wife was a shit. She looked like a Columbo murderer every day. Of <laughs> Fuck them both. Just kind one of, more thing. She was a little serial killer-ish. Too. I mean, she was. She helped. She just looked like Well, because her and Ron ignored eyes. the AIDS epidemic for so long. A lot of blood is on their hands. I hope they're both in hell. Is she dead? Yeah, she died a year or two ago. I was very amused. On the day wow. she died, I made the crack on social media about her looking like a fucking Columbo killer. And I don't feel even remotely bad about that. We all laughed in my household the day Ronald died. Yeah, well... Well, actually, the day after. We hadn't heard he died because we were too busy watching an Adam's Family Marathon. <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> is, is Only it, your family. Is that the most Chris's family thing you can imagine? <laughs> Well, TV Land had just gotten the rights to the Adams Family, so they're doing a weekend marathon. Okay, but you're telling me that they didn't interrupt the, nope, this they program didn't. for like, they did not President Reagan has died interrupt. on TV Land? No. I would think all channels. The only time you interrupt a broadcast for a president's death is if it's an assassination. Not if it's he's a thousand years old and died 30 years later than he should have. <laughs> 
Oh, Jesus. You're making me laugh like Cesar Romero over here. (laughs) 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 To our other guest star, Joachim will actually appear once more in Star Trek as a Romulan. Nice. Mm. Yeah, yeah. He has a face for evil, though. He does. He does. Like, yeah. he's, he's just built. For <laughs> you evil. couldn't have been for radio. Oh, My God. And no, his and his and the the woman there. Oh, her. What a witch. She was. Awful. I wouldn't be surprised if she was modeled after Nancy. Just mm. like <laughs> her, like fucking wicked smile when she's yeah. like, "Yeah, we've got away with one." Mm-hmm. When Picard's like, "All right, fine, I'll let you go on with your little thing." And she's like, "Yeah, yeah, you will, you sucker." Yeah, and then he fucked Dick him. Card. Mm. Oh, I hope they're torn to pieces limb from limb by the locals. Probably will be. Yeah. Good. Good. Like, oh, I heard, you know, somebody will start a rumor that the, the what the, 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 whatever species they are. Yeah. Onarians? Bacarians? Breckians? The Breckians. Breckians, there you go. That the Breckians are like, oh, I hear that their blood is, is, uh, includes the same chemicals. The Felicium? The Felicium. If we believe them... Oh, man, they don't kill them. They strap them up somewhere. Like, drain just enough to keep them from dying while also injecting them full of shit that causes their blood production to go, oh, that's a fate worse than death. I love it. Yeah. Blood bags. Exploding forever in a supernova. Oh, wait, that was was (laughs) a different... Digested for a thousand years in the Sarlacc pit. That was the Mad Max. You uh, you die of starvation or... I know way before a thousand years. <laughs> Old age even would be before a thousand years. Unless you're Yoda. Are you talking, are you talking about the Sarlacc? Yes. Yeah. yeah. The Sarlacc oh, never made it. You'll be digested or course. No, you won't. You'll be dead in like 20 minutes. Now, I think there was some fucking novel, of course, which has since been made non-canonical, that said the Sarlacc yeah. kept its victims alive. They were like become, in- their bodies became integrated into its like, endocrinological system. So they sort of became part of it even ah, as it ate them alive. No. So that kept them alive. No. For the like thousand years. How long would no, it take God, for no. it to digest gum? Mm. 10,000 years. Actually, it wouldn't. It would just shit it out eventually. But That's still. Right. Where do, how does a Sarlacc pit shit? Maybe that can be... Uh, That's what the core of that planet is made of. That's what all the sand is made of. <laughs> Duty. Maybe Howdy. Like, <laughs> That's the next Star Wars is um, Boba Fett like opens with him crawling out of like the thing's mouth. I hope no. Here's what I hope: it opens with him crawling out, and then immediately a speeder goes by and knocks him right back in because yeah. he is really overblown. Or he's made himself into the monstrosity that Pickle Rick turns himself into. Pickle Rick. Is that a Rick and Morty reference? You're too stupid to get it. (laughs) (laughs) I heard you have to have a high IQ to understand the jokes of Rick and Morty. Well, I am very smart. (laughs) (laughs) This episode has been sponsored by subreddit I am very smart. Indeed. Stable genius. Hashtag stable genius. Our our show title, I think. Um, all right. Well, if, if we're done talking about that, uh, this stable genius will take us out. Nice. Yes. Play us off, Johnny. <laughs> That's me. Uh, all right. Well, uh, that, of course, has been a star to steer her by. It's kind of, we were kind of maudlin. I don't know, like AIDS, drug yeah. addiction. But this was a really good, deep conversation. Like, I... The I second half. The first yeah. half, we were kind of... The first half was all did... did uh, Bev and Picard I mean, Banks. Really, and... my joke at the beginning of this being America mm. was about the arsenal of freedom. But yeah, but really, it ended up being about Reagan S. Reagan era. Yeah, drug and uh, public health policy. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, next time on this show, we'll be talking about two additional episodes: Star Trek: The Next Generation, Skin of Evil, in which mm. a skin turns evil. Turns evil. Made of oil slick. Ooh, which, more, more, more policy commentary, maybe. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. Is, Save the ducklings and penguins. Um, the final uh, appearance the of Denise Crosby as Tasha Yar, as a as a regular. What's the other episode? And the other episode is "We'll Always Have Paris." Holodeck. Ah, uh, I wish I could remember any of this episode. No, it's I don't. Paris. 
No, I don't think this. No, it is holodeck. Ah, fuck if I remember. I was gonna say because I mean, also the the you know Federation president is in Paris, so that's true. I hope they're not speaking French there. Um, no, it's a dead language. Oh. All I remember is like maybe there's like God mode Troy in this one. Like, oh no, like she like. I don't know. Actually, no yeah, that could be interesting. Give Troy something to do at a fucking I don't know. I could be totally change. misremembering which episode this was. Anyway. We'll look forward to finding out next week. We will. We will look forward to finding out next week. Until then, you can like and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Give us five stars and rate us honestly in the text. <laughs> uh, comments. Comments. Five stars. Your, your podcast sucks dicks. <laughs> It's perfect. I like only that. an unpatriotic subversive wouldn't like Reagan. Be honest. Uh, yeah, it's true. If you want to share our uh, this episode with some of your conservative friends, <laughs> they will love it. Oh, so uh, if you don't want to have conservative friends anymore, exactly. Send this to your to your crotchety old man with the MAGA hat. Uh, I should do that. Yeah, do it. Do it. If you know if you know any any red hatters, they'll love this. We made fun of their guy. A lot. A lot. Anywho, uh, but if you don't find us on iTunes, you can of course find us on Google, on SoundCloud, on SoundCloud? <laughs> SoundCloud. <laughs> Sound Sound, Soundhound. 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 Um, we are on uh, Twitter and Tumblr as well. We are SSHB podcast there. They're uh, I'm a little birdie tells me that there e- that there's a new uh, article up there about uh, Wesley and his shirts. Yeah, I've heard that too. It's gonna be pretty good. Uh, I don't know if it's up there as of this recording, but I think it, it probably will, will be. It'll be up there by the time this airs, and I've I've gotten a preview of it. It's pretty damn good. And of course, uh, we are also on Facebook, facebook.com start to steer her by. Just use the search. Yep. I don't know how else you do stuff there. I don't know either. Um, we don't have our own subreddit yet, but uh, we have been enjoying reading the I Am Very Smart mm. subreddit, uh, which is people acting like dicks on the internet. Which Picard is, all... is definitely a member. Picard is a total Wesley member. Wesley is definitely a member. Um, I guess that's all we got. So uh, thanks for listening. My name, as always, is Jake. This has been Chris. This has been Ames. And this is always Caitlin. Just say no to drugs. Yeah. That's all I got to say. Concise. Drug abuse resistance education. Dare to be different. Do you think they have Roombas? Or do you think there's actually a person that goes around the ship and vacuums? Well, in... They just leave the room and turn the air off for a couple minutes and then suck it out. That's true. They could just evacuate the room. In the Wrath of Khan... The whole room could turn into a vacuum. In the Wrath of Khan, which admittedly is almost a century before, there is a guy vacuuming in one scene. That's true. So... But that was on headquarters on Earth. Yeah. Can't open the windows and suck all the air out. Well, you know why? Because that... Roomba running over dog shit thing kept happening on the Enterprise. <laughs> in Worf's quarters. Worf, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta stop shitting on the floor. <laughs> it's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs>